You're listening to episode 122 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. 360 Vegas podcast is brought to you in part by tickets.accessvegas.com. For the best seats in Vegas and at concerts and sporting events around the world, try tickets.accessvegas.com. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. It's a lovely 60 degrees here in the land of Elvis. It is. <laughs> Sun is shining. It's a beautiful day. I don't want to hear any of you northerners fucking cry. <laughs> really? Because that used to be us. All you had to do was pick up and move. We did it. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. <laughs> And then some of us are crazy enough to have to go to Canada next week, where it's going to be in the 20s. Are you going to bring your skis? Um, I don't think they have a lot of hills around Toronto. No. <laughs> no, maybe if we were going to Vancouver. I'm not familiar definitely. with the topography. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's plains out there. Yeah. Right. We were in Toronto, don't you remember? I, well, I wasn't a snowboarder at that time, so no, I didn't pay true. attention. Now every place we go, I'm like, is there something I can ride down? <laughs> is there something, something that I can slide? Yeah, something really <laughs> high around here that I could I could risk my life <laughs> <doing>. <laughs> Yes, it's a beautiful day. All right. Before we get started, we got some birthdays to celebrate here. We'll start off with M Resort turns five. Then that, that doesn't seem real. I'm kind of indifferent. See, we don't to really, the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, only, I, I've only been down there once. I mean, so. we're fans of the property, but it's so far off. Yeah, it's super easy well, to. Well, you're a fan of the property. You liked it. It was fine, but it's not worth the trek to get down there. Same. They opened March 1st in 2009, and Barbary Coast slash Bill Gamblin's Hall slash the Cromwell turns 35. They opened March 1st, 1979, and Mandalay Bay turns 15. Almost almost legal for sex, Mandalay Bay is. Uh, they opened March 2nd, Jesus. 2014. <laughs> the worst part is the thing that popped into my head is like, whoa, you better hope nobody reports them because I'm sure there's been a lot of sex happening at Mandalay. <laughs> right. And it's in the 15 years, it's... Is it, is it fair to, to group Barbary Coast, Bill Gamblin's Hall, and Cromwell uh, with their original birthday? I mean, the structure's still there. Um, I guess. I mean, just because you have the name change, it's still the same. Right, right. Building. I mean, all you, that building, the one that's now been gutted and is being right. redone, yeah. It's yeah, it's 35. not like once you renovate it, like going, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't call it the same thing. Like, well, come on. I vacuum my house once a week. It doesn't make it a new fucking house every time I do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Enough for the birthdays. How about some random Vegas? 95% of the Boardwalk Casino, which stood where Aria now is, was recycled and used in their construction. We got that from Aria's Google Plus page via friend of the show, Jimmy Martinez. Hmm. That's pretty cool. I'm curious That's as to what. That's impressive, actually. I'm curious as to what, though. I mean, if, if they didn't just, like, nuke it, melt it down, turn it into concrete. <laughs> well, and I wonder, too, when they say 95%, I'm guessing that does include, doesn't include all the furnitures and, and decor. So, like, the carpet. How do you recycle carpet? So I wonder if it's just the actual building 
materials. So the concrete, you know, you could pulverize and use. I don't know if you can make it concrete again or if you use it as, you know, to pave a walkway or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting because it specifically says used in their construction. So it's not like they said it was recycled. Like, listen, dropping it off at Goodwill, I, I don't know if you can necessarily call that recycling. <laughs> but regardless, I thought it was a cool fact. Well, but it says recycled and used. Right. So That's what I just said. That's why, it, like, you know they didn't just do that. They actually used it. So it's, it's interesting. Well, no, I'm saying it could have been either or. Recycled and used? I thought, I thought it means it, it it's, I, I don't know. Could be either way. I disagree. Well, that's not <laughs> uncommon. You do that a lot with me. All right. How about this week's Vegas Mate Review of the Week? All right. This week's review is from Rob. We also know him as at Sky on the Rocks. For his February 7th review of Aria, gave it five out of five chips. So Rob said, this joint literally had me at hello. From the moment I walked in to the final comments when checking out, the staff at Aria put on a clinic for outstanding customer service. The room had cool little extras like the drapes opening automatically when you open the door and the TV turning on while displaying your name. The bedding is extremely inviting and comfortable. The fitness center is the most spacious I have seen with more than enough equipment. The pool area only had one pool open, but the attendant took the time to illustrate what it would look like at peak season. Bellagio used to be my go-to property when I craved a higher-end experience, but not anymore. I will be back. I'm a big fan of this property. You aren't necessarily. I mean, the biggest knock on it is how fucking far back it is, but once you get in there, I think it's, I think it's stunning. I think it's a beautiful property. We've never had luck gambling there. No, we've never had fucking luck at that place. And it is a pain in like the ass anything. to get to. Video poker, slots, table games, nothing. Never had any luck at that property. Yeah, and especially now that I'm not like craving my, my pool days necessarily when I go to Vegas, that's not as much of a draw for me. I, I know you want to stay there. I know we're going to stay there. It's just for the fact that, A, I don't like the, the gambling limits, which means we're not going to spend a lot of time gambling there, and B, it's going to take you a mile and a half hike to get to any place else you do want to go. <laughs> That's like the biggest reason why I'm not interested. It's a beautiful property. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. They've got great restaurants. I, I just... It's yeah. really, it's the tale of two properties. When you consider Cosmopolitan is almost the exact opposite, like in, in, the, in the spectrum extreme. Oh, yeah. You have, I mean, both... Both in size and distance and gambling. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, higher-end properties. But one being just dead on the strip and the other one being a fucking mile hike. It's it's interesting that it it really suits our personalities that Cosmopolitan fits us in every way from that higher-end experience to being conveniently right there. Yeah, and I have to give Rob some credit. The fact that he commented on the fitness center. When have we ever been to Vegas and looked at the fitness center? I've read Much about like, them. Well, yeah, but that's <laughs> what I mean. I mean, he's in Vegas and he's actually going to the fitness Apparently center. Apparently, it's not as uncommon as you would think, but uh, it's still not obviously one of the. Way to go, Rob! I'm impressed. Right. <laughs> All right. So, how about this week's twit pick of the week? This week's winner comes to us from at the Mirage LV for one of the best pictures of the property I think I've ever seen. Now, what I really like about this is how if you compare it to a picture from about a decade ago, the property seems to be aging like wine. The most noticeable changes are the improved volcano and the Beatles' new wrap, which I think is the best wrap in town. It's gorgeous. It's the best I've ever seen of that time frame, which is the Let It Be time frame. Traditionally, I think that's when they look the scruffiest, and I think it's gorgeous in, in that wrap. I'm really happy that 
25 years after she changed the strip, she is still considered a top quality property in town. We consider her in our top five, like, in our top five. Like I'm allowed to fuck her if I have the opportunity to. You know, like <laughs> it just popped in my head for a second how people have those those lists. Of, yeah, like, like if you have a chance at one right. of those, you, you get a free pass. Yeah, <laughs> she's on my list. <laughs> But it's it's also really exciting to see that MGM is taking care to make sure that she stays that way with all the interior renovations, the new restaurants, the bars, etc. It's it's a great property, and it's a great picture. It's a nice picture, yeah. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> I go through all that, I'm like, yeah. It is. It's, it's, I mean, I, I agree with most of what you said. All the... <laughs> You're just irritated because you know she's on my list. And, I could, I, and, and there is a chance that I could fuck her. Let's be honest. I would love it if you could because that would probably mean we'd walk out with a shitload of cash. She's coming on to so be hardcore. So you ever have a I chance gotta be to honest that, with you. I'm getting some knock pretty strong signals. <laughs> so as always, we'll link to the picture on our blog. Put it on our Flickr and Pinterest page. Feature it on our Facebook and Google Plus page Twitter header as well as the enhanced version of our podcast. So, with the opening part of the show done, let's get into the news. First up, Las Vegas Sands gets hacked. Here's some cool fucking news this week, and starting it off is, is this situation. Believed to be in retaliation to Sheldon Adelson's vocal support of Israel using nuclear weapons against Iranian aggression, Las Vegas Sands had their entire online presence, as well as internal systems, hacked last week. Their websites, social media, reservation system, and pretty much everything run through a computer was taken over. Wow. However, it didn't appear to affect table or slot gaming or Grazi Card's ability to track all of that activity. Yeah, priorities. <laughs> yeah, they do, yeah. Like, listen, you can't stay here, you can't eat here, we can't take your calls, you can't even figure out how to get here, but you can gamble. <laughs> we can track your loyalty points. Upon gaining control of the website, a static image was put up that showed a map with pictures of all the hotel casinos Las Vegas Sands has around the world. The ones in the U.S. were shown to be nothing but flames or rubble. There was also a picture of Adelson with the Israeli Prime Minister at the top right corner with a message that said, quote, Damn A. Don't, damn A. See, if that doesn't lend itself to believe that this is some kind of a religious-based group, whether oh, yeah. it's Iranian or Israeli, when you consider the most damning thing you could say is damn A, yeah. like, why wouldn't it be like, fuck you, Adelson? Or some shit like that. But anyways, <laughs> the rest of it. Damn A. Don't let your tongue cut your throat. Encouraging the use of weapons of mass destruction under any condition is a crime. Signed, blah, blah, I'm not giving these fucking people credit. <laughs> Once the attack was discovered, Las Vegas Sands took everything offline. It took a week to get the majority of the company back online and running like usual. However, issues still persist. Wow. In addition to the system compromise, an 11-minute video was posted on YouTube as well as sent to the Associated Press that displayed administrator passwords and employee files with social security numbers and email addresses. Oh, see. This is hard fucking core. Like, these people weren't fucking around. Well, and I understand being pissed off at Sheldon Adelson if you disagree with his stance. 
But why are you going after his employees and putting their socials you out there? They had nothing to do I, with I this. I know what you're saying, but I, I think if anything, it's going, we're not fucking around. Not only would we take your shit down, we got, a, like, it's really just rubbing your nose in it. Like, we got access to everything, motherfucker. The FBI and the social, and the social security. Social security? <laughs> Social Security was brought in. Right, it was ridiculous. All they They're did like, was we don't. I don't understand. All they did why was collect a shitload of money and lost here. it all. Right. <laughs> but uh, the FBI and the Secret Service were brought in to investigate the incident, and at this point, they aren't ruling out the possibility that the hackers may have gotten their hands on information such as customer credit card numbers, even though. Las Vegas Sands and various other sites are claiming that there's no reason to believe such a breach had occurred. <laughs> really? Because like, they got I social security numbers. <laughs> right? They got all of this shit, but somehow, somehow, credit card numbers were considered more valuable than social security numbers. Yeah, so those had better protection than, right. than their employees. Sure. Now, apparently, Wall Street finds this to be impressive because the Las Vegas Sands shares have gone up 3.7% since the hacking. Oh, good grief. As more details become available, we will be sure to pass them on to you. That is fucking hardcore. Like, that's movie shit. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... He pissed somebody off. Hardcore, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I still say it, it's... it's. I mean, I'm not going to specifically point this on anybody, but I have to believe that this is some religiously inspired... Or Either that or it's it's somebody that's against, like, weapons of mass destruction, and nuclear weapons, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but some, some environmentalist that talks about the human well, that, rights that's, crap. That, so that's, there's, a, there's a laundry list of people, people this could be. The people who signed it specifically said who they were. I just refused to give them any... Oh, so it was any, a religious thing? No, no, it wasn't. Oh. It, it was more like you're saying, I just absolutely refuse to give, give them any credit. of these people okay. any credit for... For what they did, other than it's kind of impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's that's a major. That's hardcore. Major flub up for a Las Vegas casino. Yeah, that's so. hardcore. Up next, the Las Vegas Wranglers relocate to Plaza. Just three weeks after Boyd Gaming declined to renew the team's lease at the Orleans Arena, the Las Vegas Wranglers, the city's Double A minor league hockey team, has signed a five-year deal to relocate to the Plaza Hotel Casino at the head of Fremont Street, and not just the Plaza. Plaza's roof. So, oh, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, Chip. Where currently the pool, basketball, and tennis courts reside. The pool will more than likely survive, but the rest will be renovated into the team's new ice rink. The team's owner will invest $4 million on a 45,000-square-foot fabric shell structure to house the rink as well as seat up to 3,500. Now, most recent statistics put the average game attendance at 4,600, and the team already has 1,150 season ticket holders, so that math doesn't exactly work out. But these details could be adjusted since this is just the developmental stages. Talks of VIP seating as well as suites haven't even been addressed at this point. What I think you were going to say is the concern about structural issues with the excessive weight, but you'd be stupid to say that, Karen. Well, that wasn't what I was going to say. <laughs> so you're stupid for assuming you know what I'm going to talk about. You're so stupid. Huh? I don't know. Come on. It's fucking always sunny. He does the kitten mittens. Oh, my God. Really? Kitten mittens. How do you not remember kitten mittens? I don't remember kitten mittens. Oh, God. The roof of the casino was designed for and once part of a parking structure, so it will be more than able to accommodate everything without additional reinforcement. The new arena structure will take five months to assemble and is expected to be open at the beginning of league play in November of 2014. Now, the season actually begins in October, but just to be safe, the team will start its season on the road. 
Plaza's current parking availability is believed to be adequate enough to accommodate the arena traffic, but they are looking into escalators to handle the crowd flow to the venue during game days. Plaza will convert the first floor of its South Tower into locker rooms, medical space, and bathrooms. The Wranglers will get revenue from ticket sales, and they will split food and beverage revenue with the Plaza. When the team isn't using the facility, it will be available to the public for skating, concerts, or conventions. The Wranglers have 36 home games. Ticket prices at the gate on game day start at $18, and the team hopes to increase the number of midnight games to take advantage. Midnight games, that's, that's a trip. I never even had any idea that anyone would do that, but it is minor league, so you'll do any kind of... Well, it is any, Vegas. Yeah, any kind of thing to pull in people, but they do plan to have more of them to take advantage of the Fremont Street Experience traffic. Their final game at the Orleans Arena will be April 1st. Did I address your concern? No. 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 <laughs> what is it? So, minor league hockey mm -hmm. in Las Vegas, mm -hmm. which is a desert, mm -hmm. outside. It's pretty fucking popular. I'm actually surprised Boyd got rid of them. I'm really curious to find out why. I, I don't doubt that it's popular. I'm talking about a hockey rink outside. Well, it's inside. It, but it's on the roof. Yeah. They're, they're putting an inflatable dome over no, top of it. It's not inflate. Don't don't sell it short. It's it's going to be an actual building. I know the structure sounds like it's like it's just a big bouncy castle, but it's not. <laughs> it's going to be a real structure. And so, I think it's going to be bouncy castle. I think it's going to be something similar to what Chicago proposed when it came to if they had the Olympics, they were going to do like pop-up stadiums, kind of a concept. I believe that's what this is. Yeah, but the problem with pop-up stadiums is they're not designed to be permanent. Well, this is five years. It's, that's well, not permanent. Okay. Second question. It's going to be on the roof? Yeah. The roof of one of the towers? No, 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 no. You have to remember how, how Plaza is situated. I've never have. looked at it from the top. So, I, I mean, I know in what the front you've got, well, I in, know in that. In between, you've got, on like the, on the roof of the casino, you've got the pool, the tennis courts, the basketball courts, all that area. So okay, maybe that's part that I've yeah, never yeah, seen, so I'm having a hard time visually. In between. Okay. Because then my question was if they're turning some of the first floor space on the South Tower into the locker rooms and medical facilities and all that other crap, how long of a walk or hike is it going to be for the players to get from their locker rooms to actually where they're going to play? It's misleading. The first floor, not the first floor of the South Tower, which is the casino. It's the first floor of that tower. So is that, the same, is that the same level as the where they're level. going to be playing? Yep. Same level. All right. I, and don't get me wrong. I think this is interesting. Oh, I think and I think it's great the for the plaza. Coolest ideas um, I've ever heard. This is the thing that I kept teasing you all week one. So awesome. I can't wait to tell you about this. Well, and we used to go to minor league hockey games. Yeah. They're a lot of fun. I just, I number one, didn't realize that Vegas had a minor league team. And I find this very interesting. Kind of, um, I, I'm really kind of surprised that Boyd Gaming I'm, let him I'm go. to find out why they let them go. Whether that ever actually gets out, I don't know. But I think this idea is fantastic. My guess is they were kind of trying to jockey for, hey, we want more money. And Boyd's like, fuck you. Well, and quite honestly, for the team, this seems like a huge win. Even if it, there are fewer seats than what they have for their average attendance, the fact that it's down on Fremont Street, they're likely to be... They're more likely to sell out just from the number of people that are down there that it's within walking distance. Well, and then, and then add this to, to the mix. Consider what Tony Shea's doing with all of that. Now, yeah. you've, you've, now you've got a sports right, team right now there. We're yeah. talking, I mean, all, the only thing you're waiting for at this point now, which is in the works, are, are like grocery stores and shit right. like that. I mean, this is a real fucking town that's that's happening here. And I promise you that's one of the reasons why they looked at this concept like on, we, let's get down there. I think it's fantastic. It's also part of the utopian society I've developed in my head where 
all entertainment <laughs> is at a casino. Anything in Vegas is a, an utopian but society I've, I've for you. But I've said for the longest time, I hope in the future, you know, when it comes to professional sporting events, they're all connected to a casino. How much fun would it be to go out to a fabulous restaurant, play a little, you know, gamble a little bit before the game, go to the game, have a great time. After the fact, you know, you gamble some more. Stay at the place when you go there. Make it a whole grand day. Yeah. I love this idea. Absolutely love this idea. Are you ready to move to Vegas? I think this is this is the key. Mm, this is the linchpin. No. Sure. No. Mm-mm. no. God damn it. <laughs> Next, we have new details on Drea's. With the hype machine in full effect, Victor Drea did multiple interviews this week to talk about his new beach club nightclub at the Cromwell. Victor stated he believes this is going to usher in a new era for Vegas night and day life. Uh, what else are you going to say? Well, of course. Right. Two new interesting details were shared. First, the club plans to be open 24-7, which would be the mm. first of its kind in Vegas. No change over time. Huh? Right. The second would be that each of the 10 VIP bungalows, we're not just talking about the standard bungalows or the standard, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking Cabanas. for? Cabanas. Cabanas, thank you. This is the VIP ones. These are the ones on like the second or third fucking tier right. of this area. They will have their own showers and restrooms, as well as that entire area will have its own mini pool. That's cool. Yeah. So you could basically go from, from day where you're swimming and doing whatever, take a shower, change, be ready to you do You wouldn't have to leave the area at all. That's cool. Yeah. Now, what I really like about this, though, is that people, you know, like you and I, the beautiful people, sans youth, will, <laughs> <laughs> will have the ability to join the party when it's in, inevitably discovered, when the lull in action will be, and they'll try and, and draw you in. Hmm. So that's something I'm interested in. More than likely, I'm out of my mind and we'll never be able to get into this. Probably not. The one thing you and I have learned, while we do have a lot of fun going to a club and dancing and whatever, I can't, first of all, can't stay up that late. Um, which <laughs> is ironic old. because I could gamble and stay up till four in the morning. That's yeah. not a problem. Yeah. But but getting through the pomp and circumstance, the lines, the bullshit you have to do to get in there, yep. I can't do it. There's It's that lull in, in excitement that just... The funny thing is with the lines, I know they're meant to like build up anticipation because this is something you really want to wait to. All it does is piss me off and make me aggravated. So once I get inside, I'm like, really? I stood in line for this long for this? Yeah. Fuck you, I'm leaving. I mean, that's just... I'm with you. That's how we are. I think you and I pretty much sworn them off at this point because we're like, we just can't focus long enough to do that. Like, Like that, it seems like you have to develop your entire day around doing that. I'm like, this is dumb. I don't, I don't, I don't really care. Yeah. But anyways, I think this is interesting. All right. And next, I'm, I'm kind of interested to hear what the story says because the headline is intriguing me. Uh-huh. Riviera cocks it up. <laughs> That's either going to mean they're really fucking things up and screwing things up over there or... Oh, it's literal. It could be... Ooh. It's literal. Really? <laughs> For those of you who can't get enough of the hard body action in Vegas, Riviera is introducing men, the experience. <laughs> it, it is... A- <laughs> It's a 75-minute... Is that really the title? It is. Oh, my God. It's a 75-minute production show beginning March 31st. Now, even without seeing a moment of this, I would like to make a blanket statement because I'm pretty sure that Men the Experience is not an accurate representation of what it is like to experience a man. (laughs) Or at least not all men. At 75 minutes? Right. No. Right. Definitely not. But, uh, you know, I, I just don't want people who have limited experience with men to have a false sense of reality. <laughs> and and the rest of the press release is further exacerbating my point. Exacerbating? Yeah. Not not masturbating, exacerbating. Okay. Over-exaggerating. Okay. It's a, bitter, it's a bigger word right. for it. I'm proud of my vocabulary. There you go. Even though Dave Lifton is not impressed with it. 
he just listens to the show because he loves to be able to point out when you used the word incorrectly. And for some reason, I enjoy being told I'm wrong. I don't get it. <laughs> but anyway, the rest of this specific. press relief. Here, here's, here's some press release bullshit for you. The acts are right from the pages of your favorite romance novels. Huh. Be charmed by the secret agent, captivated by military officers and firefighters, and you're even encouraged to sing along when they perform a tribute to the movie Magic Mike. Now, oh hold my on. God, hold man. on. I haven't seen the movie, even though I've heard nothing but good things about it. I think. <laughs> Who do you hear that from, Daz? I, <laughs> I think it's a little premature to start doing tributes to Magic Mike. <laughs> yeah, and, and I haven't seen the movie either. And ironically, I have no desire to. Right. So, what does that tell you? Regardless, Riviera's men experience will begin nightly on March 31st at 7 p.m. Tickets are going to start at $50. Beware of the sploosh zone. Ew. Right? <laughs> you can imagine it would set up like SeaWorld. They're like, you have to have tarps and shit. Oh, God. <laughs> but it would be weird because it would be past the first couple rows because the splooshing would not come from the gentlemen. It would come from the overcharged hormones of the ladies in attendance. Okay, that's even more gross. Splash. Yeah. Sploosh. <laughs> And, you know, I, I must be, I, I must be weird because this does not appeal to me at all you in any are, way, shape, or form. See, you and I are realists because I don't get into strip clubs because I go in there and, and it's not like I'm just this constant, you know, horn dog just honing in going, I can't have sex with you. Everything's got to end in sex. But it's, the idea is to get you charged up, right? You go, you go to these things, it's to get you charged up. I, I guess. And they want you to buy a lot of expensive drinks and tip the dancers. And right, right. And, and I think you and I are just realists in, like, we don't pathetically think there's any chance. Why, why get revved up when there's no chance of you fucking this person? Well, yeah. I, I don't know. Some of these men shows, I think there is a chance. Oh, I, I think up. there is definitely. Yeah. I think they're much. You're much more likely if you're a woman to be able to nail a male stripper, dancer, whatever, right. than vice versa. But I think it's it's you and I kind of go into a situation going. Well, I mean, and obviously we're married, so it's not like. And we don't have an open marriage, no matter what you know Matt and them would like to imply. Right. So, um, <laughs> right. but it's one of those things we kind of go into, like, going, "This is sad. Why am I going to give you money? Like, why am I investing anything?" When there's there's no shot of, of of payoff, or at least we don't want the fucking and, payoff. And I have to tell you, every time that I've been, so you know, I I, <laughs> I need to admit this, my maid of honor got me strippers for my bachelorette party. I've been to a mail review with a friend who was getting married, and you know, went to her bachelorette party. I used and to DJ at strip clubs. Used for like to do, well, yeah, that was when women were there. But there's something about male dancers that I find absolutely hysterical. I laugh when when they come over. I remember the um, the stripper at my bachelorette party. You know, kind of came up to me. and He's being all sexy and rubbing it, and I'm just thinking, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you seriously? This is you think that this is doing it for? I just it it cracks. I just find it absolutely hysterical. But I I don't know why it is. I mean, I can look at a guy standing there who's physically built and say. He is in really great shape. He's got a hot body. Really appreciate yeah. that. As soon as they start with the sexy moves and the dancing, like they're trying to, you know, turn you around, I'm like, really? So you know, you so can just stand there and look pretty. That's really all I need. As soon as you start doing this, it just becomes comical. I thought you were going to talk about the the pendulum movement of his junk potentially being. Well, humorous. that's just ridiculous. And I think most <laughs> most <laughs> most women would agree with me. Aside from a, a muscular, like fit man. The actual bait and tackle is not the most attractive thing on the planet. It, unless it's yours, you've got an affinity for it, you know what I mean? Right. So, like, yours I love. Right. Everyone else's, you're like, okay. It, it just, it, it's not a, 
I've never, I have never looked at, and I've, I mean, I read romantic novels, so it's kind of funny. And I, you can read things all the time where, you know, women say, oh, I, you know, I saw his manhood and just started drooling. I'm like, a dick has never made me drool. <laughs> I've never looked at one and said, my oh, chagrin. my God. <laughs> you know, something that is interesting about that is, at least in, like, I've, I've mentioned before that I don't, I'm not a big fan of, of breast implants. I mean, I, I get their yeah. place, but for the most part, people don't have realistic boundaries when they create them. They get these massive, giant, disgusting orbs. And I think it's one of the difference <laughs> where, like, when you go to, like, a men's thing, that's them. They're just fucking built to shit. Like, these are people who have dedicated yeah. to building their bodies. Well, you know, I mean, to that's impressive. Near perfection. Yeah. It's fantastic. Whereas when you go to, like, a like a, like a a strip club, it's it's plastic. It's fake. It's gross. And to me, I'm not, I'm not impressed with it. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. So I, this could just be our hang-ups, but I just, I hear this men, the experience. And then I'm sorry, when it says... Be charmed by the secret agent, captive, captivated by military police officer. I'm like, okay, so these guys are coming out and they're trying to act like this is what they are to try to sweep me off my feet. Are you judging their their ability? Oh to act, my is what god, it's just you don't think they're quality. So, they no might be Oscar the best. They might be the best actors ever. This just sounds completely dumb and stupid. To me. I can't even. I, I yeah. If there they're trying go. to tell a story when they're doing this, no, this is How just... jacked up would it be if it's like if they, they were literally going for a realistic representation of men, the experience, and they come out and it's just sex. It's like live sex acts. It's like on Bourbon Street, and you're like, and it's like guys that last like no amount of time, or they, <laughs> like you're just kind of sitting here going. You got the, the guy with the big ponchy beer belly going, all right, come on, honey. And, and he's like, <laughs> like you're going, three pump chuck, and he's done. This, yeah. is, this is insanely accurate, but not entertaining in any way, shape, or form. It's really kind of a sad commentary on the state of the American male. <laughs> I do have to say, men, the experience is insanely accurate, but I don't waste your money, people. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. All right. Enough about men's cocks. Um, <laughs> the VIP experience at Cirque's O. O Theater is now offering seven opera-style suites. Each suite offers four movable velvet chairs. They're not belted down. Belted down, belted they're not down. down. They're not belted down. Belted. They're not beat down <laughs> and talked down to. Like, when you're worthless. They just sit there hanging their heads and shame. I'll just sit here. <laughs> but they have four movable velvet chairs. There's a shared table, lots of space, and your choice of a bottle of champagne, red or white wine with various truffles and chocolates. Ooh, okay, the best part was the red wine with the truffles and chocolates. I think you don't like truffles. Oh, no, I'm thinking no. of... Um, there's a difference between... What's the mushrooms? Truffles. Oh, is that what Oh, okay. Yeah, but then there's also a, a dessert called a truffle, which is a chocolate... Usually it's I'm not a round chocolate bottle. The truffles can be really good. <laughs> the suites also offer personal speakers as well as soundproof drapes in case, you know, circuit y'all fired up and you want to plow and your partner happens Woo-hoo. to be loud as fuck like Karen. But, Excuse uh, me. <laughs> No, they can also... Be careful what you're bitching about. Right? We can remedy that real quick. <laughs> Seriously, they, the, the point of the drapes is that they can be used to open up the suite next to you, doubling the space in case you happen to have a party that was large enough to take up more than one More place. than the four seats. Yeah. Lastly, there is also a waitress call button, so no need to waste time on that. I'm sure they want to make sure they get all the money they can because the experience will run you about $300 per person. Yeah, once you run through that first bottle of wine, man, you got to keep ordering. Right, right. Vegas Shatter shared their experience and was informed that even if all the seats in the box weren't sold, it's unlikely that you'd be forced to share it with a stranger. In other words, it's very rare that they sell out all the boxes. Well, or even if, like, let's just say you and I did it, and it's just the two of us, but there's four seats, they wouldn't sell those other two. 
It would just, we would have that box to ourselves. No, we'll see. Well, no, we won't see because we won't go. Oh, yeah, that's true. We're not going to go back to that, but I just don't think the demand's going to be high. I think that's more like. I think you'd be surprised. I think you and I are in the minority of thinking, oh, is bleh. I mean, there were parts of it that were really cool. It just. I wouldn't know. Yeah, you fell asleep. And I, I, I'll be honest with you, there's some parts where I understand why you fell asleep. I have actually heard that. Not just my drunkenness would put me to sleep, but I have heard that that is relatively common because, because of the water, of the water yeah, and, and the sound. And and yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, Holly Madison has a new show. A few details were shared about Holly Madison's planned burlesque show at Mandalay Bay. It will be held in the former 40 Deuce space at the property next to RM Seafood. While Holly will make appearances in the show from time to time, she will neither be the star nor even a regular in the ah, production. Ah, okay. Instead, deciding to go after those with a history of failure in Vegas. You're going to love this. Oh, no. First up, the artistic director of Cirque's only failed Vegas residency show, Viva Elvis, Jen Lubis, or Gene Lubis, who really gives a fuck, failure. Let's call him Failure Lubis. He is credited with, quote, walking the delicate balance between Elvis biography and Cirque artistry. So basically... Putting together one of the shittiest Cirque right, shows of all time. Basically the main reason or at least one of the main reasons why it's the only failed show because right. that's primarily what people bitched about is it was horrible it in was that bad. aspect. It was so bad. Yeah. And we love Elvis and, and I love Cirque shows. I actually thought the biography was the best part of the show. Yeah, probably was. Yeah. Madison and Lubis have been spotted visiting various other shows on the strip, no doubt sizing up the competition or looking for inspiration from them. Next up, one of Vegas' longtime lounge failures, the Las Vegas Sun referred to Sky DeMiles as, quote, Vegas' most electrifying lounge acts. Oh, that sounds impressive. And 360 Vegas referred to as, who? (laughs) (laughs) So successful is Miles, who looks like Beyonce after she ate Little Kim and Snooki and can look like any of said artists, depending on how she paints herself up for the night. But she just started a residency as a lounge act at the Tropicana, moving on from the other property where she had a less successful lounge act than the Tropicana. After the show, artistic director Lubis, I love this guy. He's just quotable, left and right. He was quoted as saying that they're developing this show at Mandalay Bay because, quote, there is nowhere in Vegas to see a performer sing while you have a drink. Oh, 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 Apparently forgetting the entire experience he just had at Tropicana with this fabulous lounge singer. So so hold on a second. So Holly, it's going to be Holly Madison burlesque show, burlesque show but production. she's not the song. It's a Holly Madison production. production. Okay, so she's not going to be the star. She's not going to be there. They, she's linked up with this. Gene Lubis guy who royally fucked up Elvis and Cirque, which Number should have worked perfectly. Number one failure in the history of Cirque in Las Vegas. So they, they've been visiting other shows, one of them being this Sky D. Miles, who's... It's going to be the star. And she's going to... So she is going to be the star. Yeah. And she's currently at Tropicana. And the reason they're developing this show is because there's no place in Vegas to see a performer sing and have a drink. I almost want to go see this abortion. Because clearly... Lubis or Lobus or whatever the fuck his name is has no concept of what's going on in Las Vegas. <sighs> it's really surprising that Holly got kind of partnered up with this idiot. Yeah, I'm. this is going to be disappointing. I, I hate to see her put her name on this because this guy's a tool. And I have no idea who this supposedly best lounge act singer in Vegas is, so... She's a giant painted up black woman is what it, what it is. Like, like kind of disgustingly painted up. Like kind of drag queen painted up. 
So she's just going to sing, and there's going to be burlesque stuff going on around her? Because I don't want Something her doing like any... That. yeah. I, I'm, I'm picturing uh, Dita Von Tess burlesque. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, she's a very famous burlesque. That's her whole thing. She has her own show now at Pin uh, at Stratosphere. Awesome. Yeah. But but that's no, what no, I she, think of... I'm thinking of somebody else. No, that's Claire something. Dita Von Tess did some... Isn't that Marilyn Manson's girlfriend? Was. Not was, anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah. She did something with... Um, with our favorite strip show, uh, Crazy Horse Pair. She was a star for a little bit of and, it. And that's, that's what, when you think of burlesque, that's what I mean. Right. If you're talking burlesque, but the lead is a big... No, no offense. I mean, I'm sure she can sing, but a great big fat black woman, you got to have a shitload of good stuff going on behind the scenes if you behind her if you really want to call this a burlesque show. See, this is going to be hard for you to, to grasp because I know you don't listen to the show or pay attention to a lot of these things, but they say that the show, ultimately the concept will be similar to Rose Rabbit Live, that new place at... Cosmopolitan. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. I, this just has disaster written all over it. Yeah. I, I do like that they reference the, the new thing. Like, they're, they're wasting no time going, oh, that's the new cool thing. We're going to do that. We're going to do that, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Let's talk a little bit about Hakkasan's world domination plans. All right. Let's do a little history here. Ooh, the voice got deep. I know, right? Um, this is serious. Folks. It, uh, <laughs> It all started with one excessively wealthy, self-entitled twonk throwing a temper tantrum that he didn't get his way at Encore Nightclub in an attempt to create the ultimate childish vindication, commonly known as, I'll show you, I'll show you. Or a manzi. <laughs> it could be a manzi, yeah. Uh, he bankrolled the creation of the best nightclub money could buy at MGM, so he would always be made to feel important instead of the misplaced cum, one of his, uh, God damn it, this is such a good line, and I fucked it up. I was basically calling his father a fucking... Yeah. <laughs> I ruined it. I said, it's misplaced cum in one of his father's various in-house horrors. Ooh. Right? That would have been well, why, great. Why do you got to call his mother a whore? You don't know that she was. Well, he's, he's of that rich oil baron descent in which... What, dad has a harem? It could be believed that something like that would happen. That tends to happen in those types of families. I don't know anything about this guy. I just thought it'd be funny. <laughs> and, right. But apparently, you know, when you fumble the line, you're, yeah, it doesn't matter how good I run if I can't speak like a fucking... Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Moving on. Now, Hakkasan plans to take over the world. Step one, they purchased Angel Management Group, currently operating their Vegas Vacation, who also operates... Operating pure... their Vegas Vacation? <laughs> Vegas Location. Uh. That's what I went for. Fired up, excited. I know. It's been like two weeks. <laughs> show really fucking this all up. Anyway. <laughs> But uh, anyway, they also run Pure at Caesars, Wet Republic at MGM, LAX at Luxor, and a, a bunch of others. In truth, though, this whole takeover thing is, is pretty common. I don't, I don't want to make it sound like, like Hakkasan's breaking new ground because the CEO of Hakkasan, the current CEO, mm -hmm. is the man who's behind Angel Management's takeover of Pure Management in 2010. So mm -hmm. this is really just the evolution yeah. of things. No word where the next location will be, but it was made very clear that new concepts and new market expansion is number one on their to-do list. It's also being reported that MGM has already signed a deal with Hakazan for them to take over a portion of one of their hotel wings. Oh, good grief. Speculation is it will be the West Tower, considering it's the closest to the restaurant and club, and has recently underwent an Asian-ish renovation. For those of you who can't get enough of the oonts, Hakkasan now has a weekly <laughs> podcast featuring music from the club, news and interviews with the various resident DJs, and you can find that on iTunes. The oons. The oons. Really? I have to give credit to uh, Five Hundy as well as Vital Vegas. They they pioneered the the oons. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. 
So, but you can find the uh, the podcast on iTunes if you really wanted to hear it. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. That does it for the news. We do have a few prop bets to share with you this week. As we all know, prop bets are an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, Bacchanal Buffet at Caesars Palace will cost you about $5 more across the board to dine in. I think you and I have officially sworn them off. I just can't eat enough or sample enough for it to be worth paying that kind of Yeah. I, and I they mean, are all basically the same. Like, they all basically have the same stuff. It's just, you know, levels of I mean, quality. I think Bacchanal probably has some higher-end stuff that we haven't had sure, a trans, which I would love. Yeah, but to your point, we just don't. For the amount of money you have to spend on it, we don't eat enough. No, we don't. So it's not really worth it for us. Maybe if we could pay for one and share a plate like they did <laughs> in Vegas Vacation, that would be awesome. But, yeah. <laughs> don't get cheap on me. Vital Vegas shared that Caesars execs attempted to sell the O'Shea's name, whose estimated value was $10 million, after closing the property in April of 2012. Now, they never found a buyer, but speculation is that they weren't attempting to expand the brand, but sell it outright, which... <laughs> would have more than likely meant there wouldn't have been an O'Shea's as promised in Link. Dirty liars. That would have been horrible. I know. They they needed that. I'm looking for 10, 15 years when the high roller is not really a draw anymore. It's not that interesting. And the rest of them are restaurants. I mean, obviously, if they're able to cultivate the Bourbon Street, we've said it before, Bourbon Street Beal, it'll be a success. If it isn't, there's your only traffic drawer. Yeah. O'Shea's is the only thing that's going to bring people in. Yep. All right, despite the fire that they suffered a couple weeks back, the double-barreled roadhouse at Monte Carlo's newly renovated strip frontage announced that they still plan to open on March 8th. Nice. The International Eatery, a.k.a. a grander way to say standard food court, is now open at Neonopolis, offering a variety of foods from around the world, including Asian, Mexican, and Italian. More options are planned to be coming soon. Anything that works in that place is... I know. I, I, I hope they start filling up all those storefronts. Cravings Buffet at Mirage is now offering bottomless alcohol at no additional cost. Options include Bud Light, Goose Island IPA, and Liberty Creek Wines. Mirage is the only strip buffet to offer this option at no additional cost. Nothing appealing to me. (laughs) Yeah, the wines. Liberty Creek Wines, I could do that. Forgoing the traditional timeline, Rio's Voodoo Zip Line is now hiring. No word on when they will actually build the attraction, and it doesn't appear that any progress has been made since the last update in which no progress had been made. So they're going to start hiring, but they haven't even started. Maybe they're hiring people to build it. (laughs) That could be. There you go. MGM Resorts announced their intentions to increase the number of electric car charging stations available in nine of their properties' valet parking garages in 2014. When complete, there will be a total of 27 spots. So, So three more per... Am I the only one that thinks that this electric car charging thing is is the fad of green cars? Like, it seems like the kind of thing, like, they're going, oh, let's put this out, and then what's going to happen is they'll figure it out, like, the best way to do it, and then those are those are gone. Well, I, I think that there's a, a point for electric cars, especially um, if you don't have to go long distances, right? Because the charge only lasts for so long, and then you're screwed. But you've got to have a charging station, like, where you start and where you end, otherwise you know you're not going anywhere. what almost makes more sense to do is for properties like MGM, like, like they're in-house, you know, they're almost like golf carts. <laughs> like, they, yeah, like they are. Like, if you get from one place to another, like, going, hey, we got to run down to Mirage, like, fuck, we're at MGM, like, just grab one of the electric cars. Right. Yeah, and that's, that. they kind of run like golf carts, too. Right. <laughs> Originally planned to come out in June of 2013, projections are now for a partial opening of the lower level of Slotzilla in April, with level two opening in May or June. Yeah, I don't care. Wow. 
They just don't care. <laughs> Fully embracing their place at the top of the mid-tier, Vegas Eater announced that Mirage plans to renovate their high-limit slot lounge into center bar and lounge in 2014. The space looks sharp, but I think it's the I think the mid-tier is focusing more on things that you can spend money on and not your your high-level gambler. Well, and I, d I d never understand high-limit slots. I mean, it seems like people that are going to spend that kind of bankroll and gambling are going to do it at a table game, so I'm not surprised, surprised. that it's coming out. Oh. It's Stuart. He is a, a high-limit slot player. Oh, well, good for him. <laughs> I, I'm happy good to be for you, proven, proven wrong. So fucking proud of you. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. I'm like, all right, I'm I glad know. that's what he likes to do. <laughs> It's being reported that the Cromwell and Giadas have set some specific soft opening dates. The Cromwell will open April 21st, and Giadas is scheduled for May 19th. I think all of this information, the most interesting thing, is when we go to see Bruno in May, all this shit's fucking open. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Out, yeah. To promote their new location at New York, New York, Swatch will have, quote, Swatch Minutemen, ripped shirtless beefcakes. Jesus. <laughs> Ripped, shirtless beefcakes in trench coats and shorts, showing off new products as well as swag a la a flashier or New York criminal selling stolen watches. Yeah, oh, sorry, Jesus that was, that was meant Christ. to be flasher. That's my fault. But yeah, you get the concept. Oh, it is flasher. I read it wrong. Oh, well, that's right. Oh, I didn't fuck up. You, you fucked up. I did fuck up. Yay. You gave me this fucking tongue twister here. Ripped, <laughs> shirtless beefcakes in trench coats and shorts, showing off new products as well as swag a la a flasher or New York criminal selling stolen watches. That's not in poor taste at all. It, it just, again, sounds stupid. <laughs> um, they were first unveiled on Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's what everyone wants. And are scheduled to return March 14th through 17th, as well as undetermined dates in April and June. I think you're in the minority of this. Yeah, I probably. <laughs> Multiple sources are reporting that Mirage's villas, formerly only available to invited high rollers, will now be available to book. Interesting. No word on the price, however. Odds are, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Yeah, probably not. MGM announced that they plan to use the existing parking facilities at City Center, Monte Carlo, New York, New York, Excalibur, Luxor, and Mandalay Bay to satisfy the parking needs of events at their new 19,500-seat arena behind New York, New York. Initially, I thought that was a bad idea, but then think about the parking that we've done when we go to arenas and how far you have to walk. It's really not much worse. No, it's not. Um, I guess the question is, are they going to have shuttles running back and forth? Or... Oh, fuck, that's a great idea. I didn't think about that, yeah. especially like Mandalay, Luxor, shit like that. Yeah. You know, the ones right next to it. Yeah, you wouldn't need it. I mean, obviously, it, like even Excalibur, Excalibur. New York, New York, Monte Carlo. Maybe uh, one could even argue City Center would be fine. Yeah, I mean, that's maybe. a bit of a hype, but interesting. interesting. El Cortez now charges a resort fee, but they call it an amenities fee. Vegas Chatter is reporting that Caesars Entertainment will start offering free Wi-Fi in all their properties. They'll start in the guest rooms in March and expand all their public spaces with hopes to complete the project by September. There's no detail yet on the speeds. Interesting that this is finally coming along, but you and I have been on vacation to other places that are not Las Vegas, and it's insanely common now. It's fucking yeah. everywhere. And especially if you're staying at the property, right. it's easy to get. What's, what'll be interesting on this is if you can get Wi-Fi, like even the casinos, if you're not staying there. Oh, you that's the plan. The eventual plan love. is just complete free Wi-Fi, which, let's be honest, that's, that's where the world's going. It's kind of archaic that they're not doing that, especially when they're fucking you over with these stupid resort fees. Yeah. So. But you can have high speed if you connect to a landline in your room. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, it's... Uh, 
Brian and I have talked about this many a times. A lot of that Wi-Fi is so goddamn slow, it just aggravates oh, you. I know. Flip right over to your 4G signal anyway. Yep. And lastly, Spike TV has purchased the rights to develop a limited TV series based on the book The War at the Shore, which tells the story of Donald Trump and Steve Wynn's feud in the Atlantic City market. No details regarding casting or a release date are available at this time. All right. <laughs> are, are you interested in that? Would you watch oh, it? Oh, hardcore, okay. yeah. I guess because Donald Donald Trump's in it, I immediately go, ugh. Well, if anything, I'm more interested in reading the book, to be honest with you. I mean, the TV series will be, you, you hope it's as good, but it, it's, you know. Yeah. Keep on hoping. All right, so that wraps up the news. Let's move into playing Vegas. Playing Vegas is the part of the show where we share with you touring acts and artists performing next week in Las Vegas. First up on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, Meatloaf is performing Rock Tells and Cocktails at Planet Hollywood. Show starts at 7 p.m. and tickets start at $90. Friday and Saturday, Ray Romano is performing at the Mirage. His show is going to start at 10 p.m. Tickets start at $96. And Tim McGraw and Faith Hill are at the Venetian. They have two shows, 7 and 9.30 p.m. Tickets start at $118. And on Saturday, Miley Cyrus is at MGM Grand. Show start at 8 p.m. and tickets start at 73. I'm all about, listen, wanting to break out and not be a kid. I just think she's disgusting. Yeah, well, but here's she's got to touch her fucking crotch all the time. Have, have you heard, like, the, the biggest scuttlebutt, or the scuttlebutt this week about her? I don't know what is scuttlebutt that, is. Look it up. Um, <laughs> Dave, help me out. Parents are getting pissed off at her shows and getting up and walking out because it's too raunchy. It's, but the I'm thing like, is, have you not seen her on TV? Her last few performances on TV were gross. What the fuck do you think she's going to do when she doesn't have to worry about, you know, TV standards and ratings? It's going to get worse. Why the fuck are you still taking your kids to go I, see this what for? What I don't like is that she is, she somehow thinks that fucking herself a la uh, uh, the exorcist with a goddamn crucifix, you know. Yeah, but she's just using a phone finger. It's not as, it's just, it's not as it's, hurtful. It's ridiculous. It's never going to be attractive. I get what you're trying to do, but it's just, it's it's disgusting. Is what it, it's gross. You're like, we get it. You have a pussy. People put shit into it as, well, you put shit in it. Yeah. We get it. You're an adult. We get it. You're not a very smart right one. Right. But it's just disgusting is what it boils down legally, to. Legally, age-wise, yes, she's yeah, an adult. You can be sexy. You can be provocative. But she's just being gross. Yeah, I, I agree. I just think it's it's hysterical that, that parents are getting upset when they go to her show because they're, they're shocked at My guess is they're not graphic it is. They know that it's Molly. Uh, Molly. Molly? <laughs> that it's Miley Cyrus. No, that's the drug she likes to use. Right. But it's, um, they know that it's Miley Cyrus. The kids are paying attention, but the parents are thinking three, four years ago. They're going, oh, yeah, let's go to the Miley Cyrus concert. Not paying attention. Yeah, it's just Let's be ridiculous. honest. Parents, for the most part, suck in America. For the most part, there are some good ones. Not many, no. but there are some. <laughs> All right. So let's move on then to Vegas deals.
Vegas deals is the part of the show where we try to save you a little bit of money on your next trip to Vegas. First up, we have that Vegas Chatter put together a cool article on the various ways you can win a trip to Las Vegas. For those of you that are interested, check out the link on our blog or touch the title on the Enhanced Podcast because the entry is required really soon, like at the end of February. To as late as April. It's due at the end of February to as late as April. So we don't know when it's due? It depends. There are multiple ones. That's why it says the various ways that you can oh. go to Vegas. There's more than one. No reason to finish that up. I finished it up for you. Okay. Well, it didn't. doesn't make any sense. It does make sense. There's, well, it says various ways you can win, and then it, you're like, entry is required soon, like at the end of February. Like at the end of February to as late as the end of April. All right. You didn't write that very well. Whatever. It's not clear. Tacos and tequila at Luxor are offering dinner specials March 6th through the 10th during NASCAR weekend. You can get high-octane nachos with Coors Light and shots of Jose Cuervo for $25. You can also get buckets of Coors Light. Six beers will go for $25. We talked about this the other day. Yeah, we did. Possibly the worst deal in the history. $25. That's... You can buy a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps better marketing would have been to say a bucket of beers. Leave it and at that. And just leave it at that. <laughs> and then let them be dramatically disappointed when they right. it gets there and there's only six of them. Put, put all your poor servers. May, actually, maybe they're just looking out for the servers mm-hmm. so they're not getting yelled at every time. <laughs> Although we do have to say we like the food at Tacos and Tequila. Yeah, do, so right. if they've got, I don't know about what the high-octane nachos are, but they sound tasty. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Paris and Planet Hollywood are offering a collection of room deals ranging from 15 to 30% off, depending on how far in advance you book your stay. We'll have links for both on the blog. That's all I've got for Vegas deals. Next up is coming attractions. Coming attractions is the part of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you're going to a concert or event in Las Vegas or anywhere in the world, treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. First up, Tool is performing at the Access Theater at Planet Hollywood, Saturday, March 15th. Show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at 102 bucks. Jason Alexander is performing a short-term residency on weekends at Harris starting April 11th. Hopes are the show's popularity will prompt an extension, but current plans are for one month. The show will not be stand-up comedy, but more of a one-man variety show complete with song and dance numbers as well as skits. Performances will be Friday through Sunday, 9 p.m. Tickets start at $50. Ellie Golding is performing at the Boulevard Pool at Cosmopolitan Saturday, March 12th. Shows start at 8 p.m. and tickets are $45. Guns N' Roses will be performing another short-term residency at the Hard Rock. It's a total of nine shows starting Wednesday, May 21st through June 7th. Every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday in between. Shows start at 9 p.m. on Wednesday and 10 on both Friday and Saturday. Tickets start at $50. Guns N' Roses, a.k.a. Axl Rose with whatever scrubs he could find that would right. put up with his ass for longer than two <laughs> <Right>. weeks. <laughs> and lastly, Dwight Yoakam is performing at the Pearl at Palms on Saturday, March 29th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at 62 bucks. Don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. This week, no river segment. Let's move into listener feedback. We started off with a PayPal donation. We got this one from Inga, longtime supporter of the show. Longtime supporter. What does that mean? 
don't know. I don't know. I was out of ideas. <laughs> anyway, she writes, Mark and Brian, my year-end karma donation worked in Vegas and extended to a big win on a Super Bowl square. Now I need a little local luck. Mostly, I just want to say thanks for the great podcast, Inga. Well, thank you, Inga. Oh, thanks, Inga. The support is insane. It's, it's, I mean, obviously, I've dreamed that this becomes a job one day, but it's really interesting when it's just people are like, hey, you're awesome. This, thanks for your free show. Here's some cash. Like, oh, I, I think I love that uh, she credits it to the year and karma donation that caused her big one. On we should try and sell so, this. Yeah, I we really should try and should. angle this. Like, going, oh, See? don't forget to make your karma donation. Donate, you make money. <laughs> We also have an email. It says, Hi, Mark and Brian. I love the show and have been listening since the beginning. I have a question concerning slot machines. I don't think you have covered this on the podcast, but I may have missed it if it was mentioned at some point. It seems to me that slot machines do not seem to have a very long floor life on the casino floor. Some of my favorite machines are impossible to find in Vegas or in any of the local casinos in the tri-state area. He lives in Ohio. Which part of area is tri-state? I have no idea. Oh. Interesting. We lived in Ohio, and I don't know where the tri-state is. I miss Rockin' Olives, Dark Knight, Kiss, and many others that I cannot find anymore. The WMS Willy Wonka slot is my favorite, and I will hate to see it go if it leaves the casino floor anytime soon. What happens to old slot machines once they leave the casino floor? Are they returned to the manufacturer? Do they ever get resold to other casinos or to the general public? I have looked online for used slot machines for sale, and they seem to be all very old antique models. I figured since you have some of the good contacts with WMS and IGT, you may know the answer to this. Thanks, and keep up the good work with the podcast. Sincerely, Charlie Hall, a.k.a. FireballXLS on Twitter. It's an awesome question. I don't know if we've ever addressed it, but I do actually know the answer to this oh, question. I cannot wait to hear this. Well, here you go. And I'm sure Charlie can't either. The contracts that slot manufacturers make with these artists are very limited runs. A lot of times when you see extended brands like Lord of the Rings, Willy Wonka, you'll see those slots hang out a little bit longer because they have longer term contracts. That's how when, let's say, Willy Wonka actually has a new slot out, mm -hmm. but you can still play the other one because that has either a renewal clause or an extended, uh, actually, I know for a fact with WMS, Willy Wonka is far more popular than they expected. So right. the thought is, or my guess would be they had an extension clause built into it that if it was popular, they would do it. But it's why you can play the new one and the old one because that contract is still in play. Now, what ends up happening usually is items like Kiss, Dark Knight, their contracts came to an end, they're gone. Right. So they don't have them anymore. And I would think with slots like Dark Knight, that was important to have out there on the floor while the movies were out and still coming out or building up hype for them. Right. Now that that little trilogy is done, you know, to continue to pay for that license might not make a lot of sense. Right, right. And well, and a lot of times they just won't renew them. It's 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 a very limited thing. But uh, one of the biggest problems, and this would affect more of the Rock and Olives kind of a concept, because mm -hmm. Rock and Olives isn't isn't you know any kind of thing that they paid a license for. They created it. The problem is, is they have the same mentality of newer is better always because. It is as far as the numbers go. When you put a new slot in there, you get to track it. Any of these things start to tail off. It's got to be, one, either ridiculously cheap or, or a massive juggernaut of a hit like one of your favorites, All That Glitters. Yeah. That was a proprietary thing. They created it. I can't. I think it was IGT created it. It's, it's a huge hit. There's no reason for them to change it out. And it's a very basic slot setup. You right. know, any slot can fit in that machine. So they basically just keep renewing the license. They stay out there. Why Rockin' Olives hasn't stuck around, my only guess is that it isn't a juggernaut of a hit or 
you know, whatever. It's, but that is why, is limited licensing. I don't know why they don't extend them longer or, I, I agree, like for instance, Brian is a giant Dark Knight fan, super bummed that it's gone. Yeah. It's nowhere else. I, I think we saw one the last time we were in Vegas, somebody's got it. Because some of these things you can still extend, but the problem is, is not only do, or not extend, the slot manufacturers, the floor, they basically decide what stays on that floor. So it's not like Dark Knight or Sony or whoever it is is saying, hey, hey, your contract's over, take it off the floor. Right. It's the casinos going, it's old. Oh, you have something new? Oh, okay, we'll, we'll replace it. Right. And unless the numbers on that machine show that it's just epic, that are like, we can't get rid of this. Yeah. It's too good. They always drink the Kool-Aid, what's the newest thing, replace it. Because think about this, a lot of these machines stay. It's, it's the new thing that, that slot manufacturers are doing to help sell. They sell you the machine, and then they sell you replacement advertising for a new version of the right. game. Right, so, so the machine itself, the, the shell stays there. It's the programming that changes, and then the graphics that are on the outside. Do you remember change. what replaced Dark Knight? No. Texas T. Ugh. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, that's it's right. It's newer. It's the newer version. It's not, it's, the, and, and they, they buy it. Yeah. Look, line and sinker. Well, especially when all you got to do is change out the graphics and the programming and you leave the box. I mean, I'm sure those names are actually probably cheaper to lease because that's yeah. something else that's interesting. All of these slots, all of them are leased from the slot manufacturers. Hmm. Interesting. So cheaper lease. So basically the short answer to Charlie's question is it's very slim to never that he's going to be able to find like a Dark Knight video game that he can buy to have in his own home. Oh, he'll never be able to. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, it does suck. I, I had that conversation with WMS, but they have their formula, they have their math. It's the newest, the greatest, whatever's well, coming plus, out. Plus, they don't want those old machines to get into somebody's house, because if you really love a game, then you're just going to sit there in your home and feed your own quarters into well, it. Well, those cases are advertisement. Like, yeah. Let's make that crystal clear. Those giant cases, that's all advertisement for that slot machine. So you're absolutely right. They don't want that in your home, because they don't make any money off that. Right. That's how you have software games that you can buy for your computer that are those slot games. Yeah. That's how they make money off right. that. But why they don't make, because I think that would be a great idea if they made like the Dark Knight slot for your computer. Like going, I love this game. Why can't I play it at home? I think they should do that at the end of, of those contracts. I don't know how those are structured, but. I don't, well, I don't think they would because again, you have people playing at home versus playing in a casino. But you still, they have they to they buy people. it is the thing. Well, that's true. It, it's the way at the end of that, that title's uh, arc that you would just make your last bit of cash by going, listen, who really wants this? Here, give us this amount of money. You can play that fucking game. Because we're not putting it on floors anymore. Nobody's yeah. taking it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that is going to do it for episode 122. Thank you all again for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so at the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. If you'd like to send some feedback, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Mark is all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, Google+, you name it. And you can find links to those on the blog as well. All right. I think that's it, Mark. Anything else? Nope. That's all I got. We'll see you next week. Bye.